you are listening to Single Serves. My name is Arno Marturet and I am your host. Single Serves is a podcast dealing with design, architecture, business, and city building in which I interview an expert on a specific subject matter. Together, we dive into that topic and challenge conventional thinking in a thought-provoking conversation. I sincerely hope that you will find these conversations as engaging as I did and learn a thing or two in the process. Don't forget to send us your comments, criticism, and praise. To do so, you can email us at hello at rvltr.studio or leave a comment online. You can also subscribe to the podcast on our website at rvltr.studio and follow us on social media under the handle at revelator underscore T-O. It's R-E-V-E-L-A-T-E-U-R underscore T-O. So today we are uh, with Tatiana Solotova, partner and co-founder of Syllable Design. We're going to talk about women in the construction and architecture industry. Thanks, Tatiana, for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Arno. So tell us who you are in three sentences or less. Ooh, that's hard. I guess that's a sentence already. Okay, so I am an entrepreneur. I'm an interior designer. I'm also a professor, so I teach at Humber. I, um, part of the Arito board as well, so I'm very much integrated into interior design industry and um, also highly enjoy business, so, which I do now. Um, but yeah, I started working off in a large architecture firm. I got disgruntled by leadership and uh, did my master's and now I'm here. Great. So uh, today you and I have decided to talk about women in construction in the architecture industry. So why are you interested in that topic? Well, I'm interested in the topic because I feel as though a lot of women, especially um, Well, a lot of women are in interior design, and uh, a lot of the times when we go into construction sites or we're in business meetings, a lot of the times, and I think a lot of with like the Me Too movement and everything that's happening, what is currently going on is a lot of women go into these situations and they don't have the tools to kind of deal or manage um, what happens or like how to uh, manage working with other people or with men. And I, and For me, this topic is very interesting because I don't think it should be about, you know, women in construction. I think I'd like to look at it as humans in constructions and kind of find that equality into it rather than having that, like, sex disparity. Mm -hmm. So what, uh, in your mind, what do gender differences mean on a construction site? Um, I think gender differences, what they mean is a lot, you know, when you go on site, if, if you're a young female, you know, and you're dealing with um, men who have been building, you know, they're building the actual thing you've designed, for example. Um, when you go there, a lot of the times there's, uh, how do I say, like a, a lot of maybe belittling or, um, you know, people talk down to you or they treat you as if you don't know what you're doing. So when you're constantly exposed to that, it definitely gets to you, mm. um, especially, you know, if, if you look at, you know, architects who are females and what they have to deal with and how, you know, you're dealing with somebody on site and, they completely ignore you or they just talk down to you. It's, it's, it's disheartening and it gets really frustrating, right? So at what point do you stop and say, um, is this because I don't know something truly or is it because this person has this social biases towards me that they can't take me seriously, right? Which is a really hard thing to break because it's a social construct that you're educated and it's not their fault, right? So like, what are you supposed to do to get beyond that and kind of get these 
I want to say tools mm -hmm. <laughs> or, or some sort of, um, I guess, skills, right, to, to manage that and not get hurt or to blame that, oh, it's a man or whatnot. So what are some of those tools and skills that you use personally to get over those uh, challenges? Yeah, so funny enough, I, uh, I'm a big uh, advocate for mentorship. And the hilarious thing is that everything that I know is actually been taught to me by men <laughs> of how to deal with men. <laughs> mm -hmm. So um, I think first things first is when I go on site or I'm in a business meeting or you know a large client meeting, the first thing you have to get rid of is that thought of I'm a female, right? Like I think if you just need to get rid of that thought entirely, mm -hmm. like what sex you are, you just go into it. I'm a human. I'm going into into this meeting as an expert. Mm -hmm. And when you remove that little thought that is almost like a cancer in your brain, um, it helps a lot. So you're you're in there because you know you're at the table because you bring value. And so that's one is be human. <laughs> Don't be a sex. Um, the other one is sometimes I do hear really hilarious things that uh, happens on site. You know, I'll get a site super or, you know, somebody like a mill worker on site will come to me and they'll make jokes. Uh, I think one really funny example, I had somebody ask me if I was 19 years old. And at that point, you know, I could say, no, I have X amount of experience and blah, 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 and get really offended by it. But really, I just actually use humor and say, no, sir, I'm actually 16. So I try to like downplay it to just make them understand what they said is actually quite dumb. Mm -hmm. um, so I use I use humor a lot and, and I guess sarcasm <laughs> to get through that. Um, so that's one thing. And another one is really having mentorship. So in having that mental uh, approach to what you're doing. So if you're going into a large meeting, you're going to do something you know important is making sure that talk to a friend and say, hey, I'm doing this meeting, what should I do? Right, and then they can give you a bit of a pep talk. So mm -hmm. almost like if you go in for interviews, you want to have a little pep talk. So let's talk about mentorship a little bit because it's something that I had, uh, I have a particular interest in, and and I do some on, on, on of my own with other people. But I want to hear from you, uh, what does mentorship mean, and what kind of form it's taken for you over the years, and and who you got that mentorship from. Yeah, mentorship for me is extremely important. I feel as though everybody should have a mentor or two or three, get as many as you can. And um, those moments of interaction with somebody that has specific expertise or more knowledge than you in a certain subject matter, they share their experience, right? So instead of you can take the hard road and do it alone, which is for sure you can do that. You can do it alone and fight the battle, right? The uphill battle of trying to figure it out, or you can just take the shortcut of asking somebody for help. Right. Mm -hmm. So what would you do in this situation and being open to their suggestions? So I am a huge advocate of um, teaching others and constantly, you know, sharing what I know, um, partly of why I am in business and partly why I teach is because I didn't see a lot of women in business um, as I was growing up. I didn't see um, or like uh, certain professors that I had. So I, my whole thing was, well, how can I do this better? Mm -hmm. And that's why I partly get involved in a lot of the industry, um, I guess, things happening in industries because I, I want to make it better. Um, and people should get mentors all the time because, you know, if you don't have them, you're sometimes can get lost and really discouraged. And I think even if you go beyond interior design or architecture, I mean, in any industry, right, whatever you're taking, whatever you're doing, you, it's somebody's already done whatever you're doing so none of us are unique 
like somebody has went through whatever problem you're going through, mm-hmm. whatever that is in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like somebody has experienced it and there's a solution out there. You just got to find the answer um, and be solutions driven. So yeah, I think that's what mentorship is for me. And most of it is I've gotten from, um, I've gotten from my partners. Um, I've gotten them from, uh, you know, people that I've worked with. Mm-hmm. So finding the experts in the company that you're working at and being, you know, looking and thinking, okay, who is this person? Who's an expert in X? Who's an expert in project management? Who's an expert in dealing with people? Who's an expert um, in making people come together? Whatever that is. And then just asking them like, hey, what would you do in this situation? Right. Or I know you're really good at this. Can you help me out? And people love sharing ideas, right? Like people, if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, you're really good at this. Can you help me? Of course you're going to help, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. we're all a little bit yeah. of ego driven, right? So I think stop being a lone wolf and do it as a pack. Yeah. And I think your, your take on membership, mentorship speaks to our cultural and general inability to ask for help beyond having mentors. It's also, I think we're in a, I don't know if it's a Western thing or if it's a human thing, but it's very difficult for us humans to ask for help in general. I see this time and time again, it's certainly a case for me too. So I think it, it's also part of that kind of uh, indirectly is to learn how to find the help where you need to and a mentor is a great thing for that. Um, so, you know, you've talked about um, the kind of gender uh, distribution in the construction industry and the challenges that it brings. Um, and you, you haven't seen a lot of women in that um, industry and also the need to maybe think more in terms of being a good human than just being of a particular sex or gender. And I think those are very interesting ideas. What would you recommend for um, young women who may want to get into the industry or in some kind of leadership role to, uh, to do to earn the experience, expertise, and the respect that they deserve? Uh, I think it comes with a lot of hard work. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. one. And determination for sure. You know, part of my whole, I guess, feminist outlook and how I look at things is it's not something that I learned. It's just something that has been innate with me since I was a child. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I come from uh, Russia. I came here when I was nine years old. And even when I was a kid in Russia, I remember uh, there was always disparity between, you know, my brother or myself and boys, you know, were kind of put up on this pedestal and girls were kind of this like secondary class citizen. And I remember being a kid being like, that's so weird. Why, mm-hmm. why, why is it that I have to go wash dishes, but my brother can go and play with our friends? Like, I thought that was such bullshit I don't know how else to describe that I just it was really it was really frustrating and I've held that mentality my entire life so when you look at uh, you know what's happening now it's there's a lot more women that are coming out to be like businesswomen there's a lot more um, you know I guess equality that is slowly happening but it definitely has a long road to go so if somebody wants to do it you just got to do it you know it's not you're, you're going to hit those walls. You're going to hit those naysayers, but that's fine, right? Like you're never going to have people always kind of clapping you along the way of what you want to be doing. But as long as you truly believe you want to do something, you will find the peers around you that will support you and, and push you to get ahead. And I think that's one of the most important things is having that circle of people around you to support you. It could be your friends. It could be your family. It could be your mentors, whatever that is. That's how you learn to do it. And also you have to be extremely open for constant growth right Mm -hmm. we think we go to school and you know I graduate and and you have your paper and you're like okay I'm done that's really the beginning it's not it's not the end so if you want you know if people want to become leaders it's 
you're basically in the school of life. I don't know how else to say it, but you got to learn. You got to be mm-hmm. open to learn and change and um, read those books and listen to those podcasts. And that's how you get there. I think leadership uh, is a skill that you learn. Um, you know, some people are better at it than others. You know, I, for example, I used to hate public speaking. I would did not have great experiences with it mm-hmm. when I was a kid. And but for me, I had this urge that I wanted I wanted to do it. I wanted to, you know, run something and um, be in charge, which came naturally to me. But I didn't have the right skills or, or soft skills, I would say. I was very vulgar, <laughs> to say the least. And I had to learn that soft side because mm-hmm. I knew if I didn't have that soft side, well, I would just rub a lot of people the wrong way all the time. And you're making a great point. I think leadership is something some people have more of an innate ability for, but it's also a lot of skills that can be learned. So even if one doesn't have those... Um, innate or that innate ability to be a leader that's something that can be learned absolutely I think you're right on the money so do you foresee the gender distribution in the architecture design construction industry to change Um, I think if people see more of themselves in certain roles right Mm -hmm. so if you see more women in certain positions and I think you know as as a kid as you're growing up you see like oh this is possible I can do it right Um, so I'm you know, I, I've worked on sites where there was a crew of women drywallers and they were the best drywallers I've ever worked with my entire life, mm-hmm. right? Because they're just way more uh, attentive to the detail that was going. And it was it was so impressive to, to see. And I wish there was more of that, but they're almost like an anomaly, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of it has to do with, um, I know it must be difficult for almost like the white man, right? Like the, 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 the pushback of there's so much of that, like feminism and like of that Me Too movement that it's almost pushed meant to thinking like they're being attacked and I think in a way the pendulum has to swing that way just so that it gets a little bit normalized and then the pendulum will swing back and it'll be a, a little bit more normal mm-hmm. but our job is to um and I was by ours I mean women jobs uh is to promote others because I think a lot of the times women are actually the most harshest to each other hmm. right like it, I I I really hated going to a lot of these raw raw women empowerment I don't want to say rallies, but get-togethers, because sometimes they get gnarly, and they get uh, in this thing like us versus the man or us versus the system. And and sometimes I, I really, I always like to call people out and say, well, how many females have you helped, you know, in, in your career? How many? Mm-hmm. Who who do you mentor right now? Mm-hmm. And 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 that's part of the problem is, you know, even if you look at the whole, um, you know, body shaming, you look at beauty shaming, and all these things. Like women are the harshest critics to each other mm-hmm. than, uh, you know, than men are. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what it is. And most of the time, it's it's our job to go ahead and elevate other females and other business owners, right? So that's kind of what we should be doing. Yeah, and I think it speaks to another thing that's maybe only tangentially related, but um, it seems like of late, maybe in the last few years, there's been more um, culturally, more virtue sin- signaling and people saying, I want to do this, I want to support this cause, but not necessarily a lot of action taken towards that. And I think what you're speaking to is uh, the need and the desire to uh, take action because actions speak louder than words, right? And there's too many people talking and not enough people doing. Um, so you seem to be doing a lot of things on your end to kind of reverse that trend and and have your impact at your own scale. What would you recommend other people that may be in a similar position to do and maybe more specific things that... Uh, that you've seen or you've done or experienced that had a positive impact on you? So you're asking like what, what they should be doing to, in terms of actions? Yeah. 
So first thing is one is stop and assess what have you done for another female and how have you supported somebody? So if you're mm-hmm. working in an organization, do you have somebody that you are teaching them something in a nice way and, you're, and you want them to truly succeed and, and do well, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's one. And I think a lot of times, I mean, especially if you're working with a lot of women, sometimes things get catty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it happens. But it, you got to step away from that, right? It's, it's if you want to push things forward, well, you got to put in the work. It doesn't just happen overnight. It, it, it takes time and effort to train somebody and teach them and give them the resources that you know and pass that down. So you just want to pass on the knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably one of the most important things. And, you know, I was frustrated with how um, – I was taught certain classes or I was frustrated with how things were communicated to me. Well, I didn't sit there and cry about it. I just, I I educated myself. I read a book and I was like, okay, well, here's a problem I'm experiencing at work. I'm going to read a book, get, understand what that context is and then implement it. And guess what? It worked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it just magically worked because I was, I, you, you get these tools. And now that I know these tools, right? Like I did my master's at Parsons in New York. It was about strategic design and management, so which was about innovation, working new economies, and strategic thinking. Well, what do I do now? I, I pass that down, right? So I took the time to learn it, but I pass that knowledge to my team. I pass that knowledge um, when I'm at Arito. I pass that knowledge when I'm at, uh, when I'm teaching. So it's kind of continually having that um, feedback cycle, mm-hmm. which is so important. And I think that's all great. Uh, one of my mentors always said, um, you know, people go to school, get a degree, and then get a comfortable job and stop learning. I think what you're speaking to is the exact opposite. It's like things start once you get out of school, and if you, like you said before, if you have that uh, drive to always learn and improve, those are it's how we're going to make the the world a better place. I think. So my last question to you is, um, what would you say men and women can learn from each other? Ooh, that's a good one. Men and women. I don't know. I always get told I have a lot of masculine energy, whatever that means. Uh, <laughs> just like my get done attitude. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I don't think it should be male or female, but whatever. Um, hmm. I think men and women should not look at each other as like man and woman as in terms of roles. Mm -hmm. I think there should be a passing of baton of the tasks that need to get done as an entity, right? So if you're working on a team, you know, you work as a team, not as, oh, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm gonna do that because, well, I'm a man or I'm a woman. Like Mm -hmm. that's not how that should be structured. Right. And I think, for example, like I know some of my friends who have gone on paternity leave, for example, their buddies shame them, which I think is completely ridiculous, right? Like, why would you do that, right? So it's like they're kind of like re trying to reinstate the construct that's been made for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Um, but I think we should just stop looking at it as like one or the other. Like it just, you know, if you can do a certain job, you use your brain, well then use your brain, right? If like, for example, I know the big argument is like, okay, like women in firefighting. It's like, well, yeah, of course, if you're in a fire, I wanna make sure somebody can drag me out. Like if you're strong enough to drag me out, great, be a firefighter. But if you're not, then don't, mm-hmm. right? Like that, I think that that's where it should be. It's not should be like, oh, only men should do that. Um, if you're a female and you're strong enough to do it, cool. If you're not, well then you don't qualify. Like that's, that's it shouldn't be, you shouldn't just have people on because, oh, look, we have a female. Like that's mm-hmm. not, I don't think that's fair. So in your office, cause it's led by, you and uh, your partner is a man so Mm -hmm. how does that play out in the office how do you guys organize yourselves does it even matter what's the um I think what we kind of ended up doing was just working on our strengths right so Mm -hmm. I'm the OCD organizer and I like to uh you know be in charge of certain things and Danny my business partner likes to be in charge of other things and we just kind of you know, he's good at this. Well, you do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I try not to step on that on his toes. And we just kind of like separate it out and we each have a role. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, there's of course it's. I mean, if you look at it, it's, it's like a relationship, right? You gotta figure out like who's doing what, who's good at who's good at what, and then you just do it, right? Yeah. So that that's kind of how it is. I don't think there's a thing of, uh, you know. I'm going to be doing this because I'm a woman. I don't think we look at it like that. And I definitely, yeah, I would not agree with that whatsoever. That's great. Well, I think that concludes it for uh, today. Thank you very much. It was very interesting. All right. Well, thank you so much, Arno. Um, yeah, I just hope more men and women can like work equally and not have to deal with socially constructed bullshit. <laughs> Let that be the lesson for today. <laughs> Hey, Arno here. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and that you'll come back for more. Please share with your friends and colleagues and remember to subscribe on our website at rvltr.studio. Until next time, ciao.